0: The voice of Johnson County, Joko Community Radio.
1: I'm on. I'm on. Oh, Haley. Yep. I think
0: y'all are good. Yeah, <laughs> Haley. Haley
1: got us going on here. All right. So welcome. It is Tuesday. It must be seven to eight because you're listening Nine, right. to to one um, with Jason and friends. And I, both of my friends are here. <laughs> <laughs> We're missing all a handful, but yeah, <laughs> the gang's yeah, all here. I only have like. <laughs> seven or eight total <laughs> yeah so when it, says, when it says jason and friends i think it's being very liberal you know it's jason and and both as friends that's, yeah that's what it go. should say but yeah you're listening to one uh this is a bible study uh on Joko radio and we're very grateful that we get to do this and and we're not scholars we're not uh you know seminary graduates we just simply read god's word and and talk about it out loud and uh I want to give a little shout out to Jesse and Nona Reed. It is their anniversary, and so Jesse did the wise thing and uh, went with his wife. and uh, And uh, I looked in there. and like, Did you see all the flowers in there? In her and desk? I saw that. I was wondering what was going on I'm with like, that. Dude, stop! <laughs> don't do don't do stuff like that. You're killing me. Good lord! I won't bring mine up here. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm, I, I I will, but I'm going to wait till those flowers. She takes those flowers on because. I don't know if I can afford that many flowers. but anyway, Good job, Jesse. Way, way to go, and happy anniversary to you, too. Okay, so to the task at hand, uh, we are going to uh, start at Luke 12. I say start because we're at the very beginning. We're going to read verses 1 through 7. And, uh, well, I say that. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to actually lead this discussion. But since we're at Luke 12, I want everybody to know that after a pretty close to a year, we're halfway through Luke. <laughs> we, we've, hit the, we've hit the halfway point. And, yeah. and, I, and I tell you too, uh, Taryn, be honest, and, and Joe can attest to this, but we would be a whole lot further except William Cook always slows us down. I don't know why it is. He's always wanting us to slow down and, and hey, you missed this, or there was a comma there, and... And I'm, I'm teasing about William Cook. He's I like, hope he's watching. No, he's, he's, he's actually. Oh, that's, man. that's why I said that. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know that he's not on. But, yeah, we're halfway through Luke, and we're going to do verses 1 through 7. Uh, but before we do any of that, we're going to pray, and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to lead this discussion because hmm. it is not our opinion. Uh, I'll go ahead and pray for us. It's not our opinion that we want to come out on air. It's God's truth that we want to come out on air. And I know that some would say, hold on a second, you guys are the ones that are talking. I get it. And everything I say is not Mm -hmm. God-led. I'm not trying to insinuate that. But that's my desire as I pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and not my opinion. So let me go ahead and open us in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for allowing us to just come in here and the sponsors that are sponsoring our time on air to share God's word, share our passion, share our love, read God's word out loud. Lord, I ask the Holy Spirit to fill this room so that we can get the truth of your Word. I know there's lots of different understandings and interpretations, and just because all of those exist doesn't mean that there's more than one truth. There's one truth, and that's the truth that we want to find. That's the truth that we want to be revealed. We want to be enlightened by you, God, by your Word that you preserve for us to read and learn about. So as we do read Luke chapter 12, 1 through 7, and we talk about it, please, Father, teach us. And don't teach us just from a knowledge point of view, because knowledge puffs up, but your love builds up. And I'm thankful uh, in advance for what you're going to do with this time. And I pray all these things in the power of Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I got my glasses this time. Last time I didn't even have my glasses. So I think I'm prepared, but we'll see, right? (laughs) All right. Tanner, I love. He laughs at everything I say. Yeah, to
2: keep oh. you happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs>
1: well, somebody's got to laugh the dad at dad jokes. All right. So, without further ado, Luke 12, starting in the first verse. In the meantime, when so many thousands of people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, he began to say to his disciples first, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed, or hidden that will not be made known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they could do, but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? And not one of them is forgotten by God. Why, even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are more valued than many sparrows. Okay, now you think, how in the world are you guys going to stretch... One through seven. Uh, I think we can. <laughs> oh, brother, we, could, we And it's it's not. Listen, if we end up going, if we end up finishing Luke tonight, then so be it. But I don't think we're gonna. But. I do
2: want to talk about coming into twelve, the the wording. In the meantime, mm. we just come back from eleven, where he just had public confrontation of all these other people. Woe unto you. Woe unto you and it comes down and says the people gathering, and your said thousands, mine says innumerable multitude.
0: Innumerable.
2: Yeah, so mm. I, I was doing some research on it, because that, that's such a big word, that and it's translated so many different times throughout different versions. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually looked, and it's from a Greek word, uh, mur- muradon, or some, some weird word like that, um, meaning tens of thousands.
1: Tens of thousands. Yeah.
2: So I was thinking, oh, you know, it's just a thousand people or a small town, but tens of thousands.
1: Yes, yes. It, just,
2: it blows it up once you actually read this, and he's saying all this stuff, so how loud does he have to be for tens of thousands of people yeah, to hear it, him? <laughs>
1: exactly. And, and what are the, the surrounding acoustics? Because, you know, well, he's God. You know, mm-hmm. his voice is as the sea. Yeah. He speaks matter into existence. Mm-hmm. So it is God. So there there is that part of and it. And
2: then I feel like maybe the the group has actually grown because people, I'm thinking people nowadays, people like confrontation. Are they like seeing that? Mm-hmm. So he's confronting all these people, his enemies, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, what's going on down the street? Let's go down there and see. So all these people are gathering there. Oh, and, yeah. Which is great because he gets into the hypocrisy stuff and all these people are like seeing it like, wow.
1: hmm hmm And too, <clears throat> I wanted to point out that at our Bible study... Uh, it, was, it wasn't this last Thursday, but it was the Thursday before last. David Schultz had come in and shared with us the uh, Bible study on the Lord's Supper. And basically, uh, oftentimes, we look at, uh, you know, the cup of, of wine or mm-hmm. the little bitty cup of wine. And Jesus says, this is the cup of my new covenant. This is my blood, which represents my blood poured out for you. And and we really pay a lot of well. Let me personalize it. Jason pays a lot of attention to the wine, but the bread oftentimes gets overlooked. And so David uh, shared a lot about the bread in the Lord's Supper because we oftentimes focus on, oh, His blood cl- washes us clean. Mm. How does blood wash you clean? Well. You know it, it is not something that you put on you to become clean because obviously it would smear all over you, but it is symbolic of a cleansing of your sins. Mm. But the bread, what's going on with this bread? He takes the bread and he breaks it and he's, and he blesses and prays, and he says, "This is my body broken for you." And remember, he has wine and bread. By the way. It's not grape juice, it's wine mm-hmm. and bread. They know the difference in wine and grape juice. trust me. They're, not, they're not idiots. they're pretty, pretty smart people. So as he breaks it and says, this is my body broken for you, you know I'm that guy that says, hold on a second. it's your, your body was broken. how is that for me? If your body was broken, I mean I don't I, how is that for me? So you have to tie it to the blood. If the blood was for me in cleansing me of all unrighteousness, then his body was broken for my body. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes we look at the bread and we think, okay, well, that's great. His body was broken. You know, he, he was uh, um, whipped with a cat of nine tails. He was hung on the cross. He was pierced with nails. Uh, he was even pierced in the side between the ribs. It didn't break any of his ribs, but his flesh was torn. So when it was broken for me, what does it mean? Well, all the impurities that we have in our body make us where our body is not perfect. So Mm -hmm. we will not get into heaven with our fleshly bodies. We will have new spiritual bodies. And so those new spiritual bodies will be perfect because of what Jesus Christ did. So as we have bodies that have aches and ails and pains, that's because we live in an imperfect world with imperfect bodies. But his body is broken for us. Well, is that only in the future or can we claim that now? Well, hold up. Is our salvation only in the future or can we claim our salvation now? Does his blood wash us clean only in the future or does his blood wash us clean now? Mm-hmm. So we can we can speak two things in truth when we say this pain needs to leave me mm-hmm. because Jesus died for all imperfections in my body so there is tons in the bread and the body and healing bread is is healing in scripture and the first time bread is mentioned is actually uh, in Genesis this was David made me aware of this back in Genesis but in it the uh, God says that we have to work for our bread. Well, this is a new covenant. Mm-hmm. Jesus, all we have to do is receive our bread. And if we don't know that something is ours, then how do you receive it? If you don't know that you have something, you, you can't receive it. You don't even know to ask for it. And so the bread is real important. I'm talking about that for a reason because he also mentions it here in the beginning of 12. So let's mm-hmm. go back and study this. In the meantime, which that is huge. What do you mean mm-hmm. in the meantime? What 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 do you mean? Well, <clears throat> with what Christ was doing, was calling out the Pharisees, calling out the attorneys. In the meantime, when so many thousands of people had gathered together, they were trampling one another. He began to say to his disciples first. Well, here's... And I, I'm I'm walking on eggshells here, but I want to point out what he didn't say. Jesus didn't say, "Hey, hey, hey, y'all, calm down. You're trampling each other." Hey, 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 y'all, be careful. He's getting hurt over there. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all, slow down. Give each other some room. I'll, I'll I'll talk to all y'all. You know, he didn't say that. And it's not because God didn't know it was going on. God knew what was going on, but He knew what was most important he knew what would affect us as a matter of fact the trampling is talked about that happens to the body what he's talking about happens on the inside and if we get down around seven don't don't fear the one who kills you and can do nothing else fear Mm -hmm. the one who kills you and can then cast you into hell but we'll get there in just a second so going back to this, in the meantime, when so many thousands of people had gathered together that they were trampling one another, he began to say to his disciples first. So that paints a gruesome picture to me. So many thousands that they were tramped. You seen like when they let people in on Black Friday?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking like the movie uh, <laughs> World War Z. Even though that's a little horrific. But like all the freaking all the oh, zombies yeah, like yeah, tumbling they all, over yeah, each climb, other, climb
1: up like fire ants <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah
2: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com
0: no purchase necessary avoid requirement prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus yeah yeah yeah
1: i was thinking of like uh you know when when the little old lady's trying to buy the cabbage patch kid for her daughter yeah. Yeah. and they all come in the <laughs> door i see joe over smiling cuz he's probably bought a few k he probably joe probably has a cabbage patch kid i'm just going to say that right got now a yeah yeah on his on his headboard he's got a cabbage patch kid but when they're trying to get in, you know, that gets trampled. You mm-hmm. want to just tell everybody, stop. Yeah. Let's help her up. It's
2: just a TV. Chill out, you know. <laughs> Even though back then it's just, you know, one guy they're trying to talk to, but or listen to in the world. We're over here trampling right. each other for TVs. Yeah, for TVs. <laughs> you know, they're,
1: they're doing it to listen to God in the flesh, mm-hmm. which I, I kind of get that. But what does he say? This is what he says in the midst of all that that's going on. So you got to kind of picture the scene. Okay, he says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. So before we hit to the hypocrisy part, let's go back. Some translations say yeast. Mm -hmm. Beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. So let's talk about that just a second. So yeast in bread, we know what that does to the bread. When you put the yeast in it, it puffs the bread up. The yeast makes it puff up Makes Mm. it swell up Makes it look good Oh let's cut some of that bread It looks so good Yeast puffs up When you put yeast in bread And cook it You can't get the yeast back out You just can't It's already done its work It's already puffed up It's already made look good Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees What is it Lord? What is it that's doing this? It's Hypocrisy Mm -hmm. And this isn't Jason This isn't coming out of second Thurman This is
2: throughout I got a a couple notes on that Bring Um, it Bring it right now First one is In the Old Testament At Passover time All homes were were to be purged of leaven Um, When it came to offering sacrifices In the tabernacles Later the temples Mm -hmm. um, There was to be no leaven around Um, And then also had I found uh, Matthew Mm. 16.6 Beware of the leaven Of the Pharisees and the Sadducees uh, and in that one, he wasn't talking about bread; he was talking about false doctrine. Mm-hmm. So, if leavened here is bad, it's the yeah hypocrisy of it. That's yeah. that's where it goes to.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so <coughs> it's hypocrisy. So I look at this and I think to myself, um, you know, I have a passion for church accountability. I'm not. I don't. I'm not an evangelist at heart. Um, Although that's my spirit right now. God can change whatever he wants. That's where my desires are right now is helping the church have their own accountability in looking inward in order to create change opposed to always inside the building, pointing their fingers outward, creating Mm -hmm. change. So with that being said, for me, I'm going to turn this towards church hypocrisy. It, because that's where this is, the Pharisees. Yeah. The, the, it's the church hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to look at it from a point of view of, or, or I am not. I don't feel led to look at it from a point of view. As Jason, let's look at the, the hypocrites of the world. Because when we talk about um, church-going people, what term comes to mind why an unbelieving world, for the most part, doesn't even want to go to church because the church, pe- the church-going people are hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would I go to a church when it is, you know, full of hypocrites? I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to say and talk about one thing and do the other. Well, and 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 I've been challenged with that before, actually, and the the response that I feel led to is it's easy really easy to call uh, somebody that goes to church and is actually trying. You know, I'm talking about the person that's really trying, doesn't Mm -hmm. have hidden agendas or anything like that. It's easy to even call that person a hypocrite because the backdrop behind him is Christ. That's who he's compared to. Mm -hmm. And Christ is perfect. So we really, a hypocrite really stands out when compared to Christ. However, if you look at the world, And you're a person that, you're just a good person. You don't even believe in God. You're just trying to be a good person. And your backdrop is the world. We fit in real easy. Mm -hmm. There's not a big contrast. Mm -hmm. There's not a standout. And so that's why it's so easy to call churches hypocritical. However, I'm going to take the other approach. In a lot of ways, I am hypocritical. I am. I want to, to come on the show and talk about Scripture, but I'm not reading Scripture like a monk in a mountain all the time. Just oh, yeah. simply, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. So I can be viewed as hypocritical. You don't read as often as you should either. Yes, sir, you're 100% right. You don't love it as as the way you should unconditionally either, uh, starting with your family. You know what? You're 100% right. Hold on, you don't... You don't give everything you can give so that your finances uh, are, you know, you're living minimalistic so that everybody else can be pulled out of whatever rut they're. You know what? You're a hundred percent right. So when it comes to this hypocrite thing, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I think anybody anybody can. Yes. It, you
2: know, it's not just. I mean, taking it to a personal level it's definitely. I think it's. Every single person, no matter what, because I'm, you know, everybody's guilty of it. I know I am 100%. Right,
1: right. However, when he says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy, they could tell you the laws and the result of breaking the laws, but they couldn't tell you the heartfelt reason why somebody did it. They were dealing with a legalistic view of the laws because they had them, they would memorize them. Uh, That's what they were supposed to do is memorize the laws, uh, whether it was the Ten Commandments or it was the uh, Talmud, which is Mm -hmm. 619 laws that actually explain why we should follow the Ten Commandments and what happens if you break them. And so they, they built their spirituality on understanding and knowing these things, but they still had heart issues. They would they would make a big to do out of prayers, lofty prayers, long. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know what a full three box is, but they would have the whips hanging off phylactery oh, geez, boxes no. that were real long. Ta- I did
2: when I was watching. I was watching some stuff today, just to kind of prep for this mm-hmm. evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, the pastor I was watching, he was talking about like these scripts they went off of. It was basically these big pages, front to back, just full of all kinds of stuff. And I was, I was just thinking about how do you have hundreds of pages like that and not break one of those. Yes. Nah, it's just...
1: Well, they they did, mm-hmm. but they but what happens is people people would go to them and say, "Rabbi, what does it mean here? What does the law say about this?" And they held themselves in high regard because they knew what the law said. But when it came to heartfelt change as to understanding that hey, Christ is coming with a new covenant, with a new testament. Christ is coming Dealing directly with the heart. The laws show you that you're unable to do it. The law will kill you. It is written, and spiritual death is coming when you try to follow the law. But life comes from Christ Jesus. So when he says, in the midst of trampling and all of these people, he says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Beware of putting your focus on all of the things that the Pharisees put their focus on because it's inside that they need to change, mm-hmm. not on the outside. So it's, it's, it goes against what Christ is telling them that they need to do. So it is hypocrisy. And he goes on to say, nothing is covered up. And I want you to look at the, the, uh, the order in which this is said. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed, okay? So, nothing means nothing. Nothing is covered up. So, if there's anything that you're like, man, I wish I knew this, or why does this happen? Everything is going to be revealed. Check this out. Or hidden, that will not be made known. If something is hidden from you, you don't see it. You don't know it's there. Remember when we played hide and go seek, mm-hmm. you would you would run by somebody and they'd be like, dude, you came so close to me, I thought you knew where I was at, mm-hmm. you know? And I was, I love hide and go seek, yeah. actually. I'd still play it too if you <laughs> if you wanted to.
2: Sure, Warren Park has plenty of hiding places still. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure.
1: But if something is hidden, how can you ask for it to be made known? You don't know that it's hidden. So or hidden that will not be made known. Therefore, so because of those two things, therefore, the two things have covered up that would not be revealed, hidden that will not be made known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light. There's a comma. Now, mm-hmm. this doesn't necessarily mean, hey, whatever you talk about when the lights are off, that's not what talking about. It's talking about where's your heart at when these things are being said. Are you talking about dark gossip? Are you talking about just things that you shouldn't be talking about? I kind of
2: took that as like going to the false doctrine when I went back to Matthew. That's kind of the way I read this whenever I went through it. Um, wrong doctrine, which is the darkness, will ultimately be revealed as to what is actually, uh, what it is, but the light of the Word of God.
1: Right. And trust me, there is lots of doctrine out there uh, that is wrong. There's oh, yeah. there's lots of things that are being taught by pastors. And I'm telling you, if you're listening and you guys know how Adam and I am, have scripture with you. Mm-hmm. Go to church. And and, and I, I tell you, I, I am that guy that when the brochure is printed, I check to make sure the verses are correct, you know, and and, and I just do it as a, Hey listen, we got to be careful mm-hmm. as a church body because we're giving this to people to read. So we got to make sure that we're not doing it haphazardly because this might be the only scripture somebody reads all week long mm-hmm. and so we got to make sure it's right. Um, so there's lots of doctrine out there that can throw you off and throws you off just a little bit. It's throwing you off a long mm-hmm. way. okay therefore whatever has whatever you have said in the dark, shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed from the housetops.
2: Think about all those secrets that you're keeping from whoever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, well, are they really secrets? Yeah. Do do we really have any secrets? I know Mm -hmm. that we think we do. Mm -hmm. I know that we think we're being clever. I know that we think that we're pulling the wool over somebody's eyes. I know that we, we, we think, we think, we think, but we got to remember, brethren, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Mm-hmm. Whatever a man sows, the same shall he reap. So we may think that we're saying something in a dark room. We may think that we have something hidden. We may think that we're getting away with something. But God sees that. All right, we'll be back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something really scary. Something really scary. I'll see you on a minute.
0: Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center. For you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes, If you have lost your provider, or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no obligation information. Handle all the insurance paperwork, And make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call
1: U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-597-9323. 800-597-9323. 800-597-9323. Call right now. 800-597-9323.
0: Out of date carpet Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Giving you the blues? Tired of your old dingy and broken tile? Let my friends at the Floor Store in Cleburne, Texas, give your home the makeover it deserves. This is Old Taco Joe coming to you for the Floor Store. Whether it's carpet, tile, wood flooring, or real wood laminate, the Floor Store can cover all of your flooring needs. Located at 405 West Henderson Street in Cleburne, Texas, owner Brent Harris can help. Shower tile, tub surrounds, even backsplashes. Give them a call today at 817-641-9444. The Floor Store. They've got you covered. If you're hungry for tender brisket or some delicious homemade cobbler, then look no further than Leach Brothers Barbecue, located at 1106 East Henderson in Texas. Leach Brothers has been family-owned and operated since 1950. Take it from me, Taco Joe Orwinski. Todd and his family have been filling my belly, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a long time. Heck, I even have my own booth. Open Monday through Saturday, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Come see them for dine-in, carry-out, and all your catering needs. Serving Johnson County, Texas, JoCo Community Radio.
2: Welcome back to the second half of the show here on JoCo Community Radio. We are the voice of Johnson County, Texas and live 365 on the TuneIn Radio Network. To listen, simply go to TuneInJoco.com, where you can download for free uh, the free app or listen live right here. Uh, we are also streaming simultaneously on Spreaker.com with select shows like this one streaming to Facebook. All of our shows can also be found on any one of your favorite podcast platforms, such as Spotify and iTunes. Check out our lineup on jococommunityradio.com. Thanks for tuning in. This episode and more brought to you by Next Level Claims, making your insurance work for you. Facebook.com forward slash Next Level Claims.
1: Jason. Jesse, you better watch <laughs> out, boy. You better watch we're gonna, out, Jesse. We're going to have to retire him for oh, that one, man. Oh, man. <laughs>
2: And he had that deep radio voice. Too. Yeah, I, I need that deep Jesse voice. That's what uh, I need. Well, he's like eight <laughs> feet tall, you know? Good Lord.
1: The, the green giant off the green beans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was great, Tanner. And thank you, Next Level Claims, for making it to where we can actually do this. Okay, so before the break, we had talked about, you know, where we were coming from. And Jesus had, you know, got invited in the house, and boy, he held him accountable. And the attorney's like, Rabbi, you're you're hurting our feelings. <laughs> and then he kind of he kind of threw down with them. And in the meantime, everybody, you know, they're, they're probably they well, they're probably thinking, Did you hear that Jesus went over the Pharisee's house mm-hmm. there's an attorney in there? We gotta see this. Yeah. Tell everybody, let's go look at He's it. calling out all these people. Oh yeah, he's calling <laughs> out all these people, yeah. Right. And then and he's like, Woe to you, woe to you, woe to you. And then after that, uh all of a sudden people start gathering around so much are trampling each other. And what's more important to him is the yeast of the Pharisees. And we talked about the healing power of the bread and the you know the pharisees are part of the church and the hypocrisy of the church and then we talked about you know how we also should be held accountable i've learned as i read about the pharisees and and when i look at them and i'm like oh my gosh you people don't you learn don't ever debate christ mm-hmm. he's going to kill you he's like the perfect debater he would win the uh, all-time universe reigning champion for <laughs> ever and uh but but as i look at the pharisees i'm i end up looking back at me. And I'm like, that's me. I'm that person that does this wrong. I'm that person that needs more of Jesus. I'm the person that needs to rely more on the Holy Spirit and not just look at the Pharisees. Because what that does, it causes the church to turn and look out at the world with their finger. And that is not what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Actually, the church is supposed to hold the church accountable. Those that are unbelievers, they have a judge and his name is not Jason Thurman. His name is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And actually it is God because as we move on in 12, which is really weird, you're going to hear Jesus say something really crazy. And you're like, why did he say that? But anyway, we'll talk about that later in the future. But anyway, I told you when we come back from break, we're going to talk about something that's really scary. I mean, really scary. You got people being trampled on and he says, hey, he didn't say no big deal. But he's like, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. While wow, all that's going on. Okay? So trampling can be painful, maybe even death. death Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Could be. But Jesus oftentimes in his ministry, he would say, Hey, fear not. Fear not. Don't fear this. Fear, fear not. And I have heard it been said, and I haven't looked it up or, you know studied it I, we could google it if joe wanted to google it for us but he didn't bring his laptop i miss
2: the ipad days of joe oh my gosh it joe
1: but i've heard it been said that the, that uh, fear not was uh written 365 times in mm-hmm. scripture which the reason i remember remember that is one for every day of the year so fear not fear not fear not so that's what you've heard from christ jesus over and over again fear not okay lord okay we get it we won't fear We still do. We get it. We get it. And because he that is in me is greater than he is in the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you tell me that, I get it. I won't fear. Hold up a second. Look what he says. He says, and this is verse 4, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body, and after that have nothing more that they can do. So... Lord, that's easier said than done. <laughs> you, know, you know, you're God, and I'm not. And he's like, well, thank you very much. I didn't need you to tell me that. <laughs> but, but, you know, you're telling me don't fear the people that can kill my body. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really fear death as death because I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard the expression, don't threaten me with heaven. You know, I, I can't wait till I get there, to be honest with you, and in the presence of my Lord. But... How I'm going to die is a concern. you know every time I get on my motorcycle, to be honest with you, I, I want to be very cautious and take precautions. I'm an electrician by trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do as much hand work with the uh, um, in the field as I used to, but you know that's there's been some very scary moments for me there. so you know, so I have a fear like that and he tells us not to fear. He says, and I tell you my friends. Do not fear those who can kill the body. Now, this isn't talking about an accident or anything. He's talking about a a person, Hmm. those who can kill the body. Does y'all say those who can kill the body? Uh,
2: Who kill the body.
1: Who kill the body? Yeah,
0: mine says those.
1: Those who can kill the body. And after that, have nothing more that they can do. Wait a second. Jesus, are you telling us there's something after that? Now, Jesus... Don't you know that it's debated whether or not there's an afterlife? Jesus, didn't you know that? Jesus doesn't care about your opinion. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about what you've learned from somebody else. All of that is irrelevant. I just want whoever's listening to know the purgatory and He doesn't all of that. care yeah. about that. He is telling you there is something after you die that's what he's telling you right here if you want to know where does Jesus ever say there's something after you die we'll go to go to luke 12 4 I tell you my friends do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do verse 5 but I will warn you to whom to fear oh hold up you told me 365 times to fear not now you're going to tell me who to fear He's telling the disciples
2: this right now, right? Yes. As all these yes. people are getting trampled too, which is the crazy part.
1: <laughs> yes. And as they're as everybody else is listening, so the disciples are followers of Christ. His apostles mm-hmm. are with him, and disciples are around him. The apostles are those that are sent out. But here's the thing: this is what's amazing to me about this scripture. He says, Fear not three sixty-five times, but here he says, But I will warn you. Okay? He's not saying, hey, I think, or hey, I've heard, or hey, uh, I read this book one time that said this, or there's a really smart guy, and this was his thoughts. Jesus says, but I will warn you whom to fear. So now it's a person. It's another person. It's an entity whom to fear. 365 fear nots, and now he's got to, but fear this okay, fear him who after he has killed, okay, what's going on after you killed? I thought there wasn't anything going on. Whoa. After he has killed, has authority to cast into hell. There's only one entity, one God. I don't care what statues are out there. Remove all the statues. Those don't bother me at all. You know, When God says, when it says, make no graven image, hey, I'm going to say it all the way. Make no graven image at all. But all these things that are out there, I'm not worried about any other religion, any other philosophy. My hope is in Christ. My hope is in Jesus. If I'm wrong, hey, that's on me. But my hope is in Jesus. And I put my trust in the fact that he says, I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has authority to cast you into hell. God the Father has the authority to cast you into hell. But he gives the choice to us. Yeah,
2: that's that, That's what the big picture when it all comes down to it, people say, oh, why would a just God send you to hell? It's not him. It's just that's the hardest thing to get across to yeah. somebody that, that I've had plenty of arguments with, or debates, or whatever. Right, right, right. It's our own free will that sends us to yeah, hell.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so we, why would a person, knowing they could have eternity with Christ or, or eternity away from him, which is hell, why would somebody choose hell? That's a better question. Mm-hmm. See, you're asking the wrong thing. Why would a just God send? you yeah. Why would you choose it?
2: And, I mean, even then, if, if he sends you to hell, or if you choose it and he sends you there, that's still being just because you chose it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. You, so why would somebody choose that? Who has the authority to cast you in hell? And he says, yes, I tell you fear him.
2: When Jesus says something twice, you better, you better listen up. <laughs> and, this,
1: and this is actually three times, because uh, I will warn you whom to fear. Mm, yeah. Fear him who has the authority to cast in hell. Yes, I tell you to fear him. So it says three times, mm-hmm. that's a major deal in Scripture. There's symbolism and things that are said three times. And he's telling you here in 4, 5, and 6, fear the one who has the authority to cast in And everything else don't worry about it. Everything else, don't be anxious. Don't don't have fear for it. He that is in me is greater than he that is in the world, but I will tell you whom to fear. That's a that's a big thing to me. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, I'm not saying there's no need to have fear because there is someone to fear. Now listen, So now those of you that are thinking, okay, do you live a life now as a Christian, fearful from God, as if you had a bully at school and every time he came down the hall, you're scared and you're like whimpering down, oh, don't hit me, don't hit me, here's my lunch money. That's not the fear that we're talking about here. The fear we're talking about here for fear of God is in reverence of him in reverence, knowing that he is the almighty, he is omnipotent. He can be every place at once. Nobody else has that ability. Only God. Mm -hmm. God is. And you know what? You can say, how do you know that? It's in my faith folder. I don't know. I'm not God. I can't give you concrete evidence other than the fact that scripture says it. So I put my faith in it. And the fact that you may not believe that means you're just putting your faith in something else.
2: A greater fear of God should banish any kind of fear of man. That's really the way well, I. I. That. that I mean. Hundred percent. That's why that saying that that saying is a God fearing man. I mean, you shouldn't be scared of nothing. You know, really. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, a dog running at you biting your ankle. I mean, yeah. But when we come to something like that, like, don't don't uh, tempt me with heaven, sort of thing. Yes, you know? it's just.
1: Yeah. So the only thing, you know, you heard the only thing to fear is fear itself. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a great saying, but it's, it is, it's not good. uh, It's not good doctrine. It's Mm -hmm. not sound doctrine. The only thing to fear is fear itself. No, the only thing to fear is the one who has the ability to cast you into hell. That is the only thing Jesus tells us to fear. That's it. And so he goes on a step further, okay? Because when he gives us a fear, now here comes an assurance. So he's told us what we should fear. Now he's going to give us an assurance. And he says, are not five sparrows sold for two pennies? So the sparrow, that was the the least um, costly sacrifice that you could buy five sparrows for two pennies. And if you did the math on that, which, Joe, you're an engineer. That's not a lot. (laughs) That's not a lot. lot. It's point something, you know? Yeah. So the the sparrows were looked at that they don't have very much value. And everybody couldn't afford a live animal sacrifice of, like, if you, you know, turtle doves or a sheep or a goat or a cow or whatever. And so all they could do is, is get a sparrow. And so there were a lot of them, and so they didn't have a lot of value uh, to them because there were a lot of them. So why is that here? They didn't have much value. Well, they're here because of the next verse, and not one of them is forgotten before God. Not one sparrow. That's nuts to me.
2: Yeah, because we just think sparrow is just a little bird, like it's just something to to us. It's insignificant.
1: So to, I, I, you know, I drive down one seventy four. I get the Chick fil A down there next to H e b. Yeah, and there is a gazillion ravens or blackbirds or whatever they are. Yeah. I'm not sure what they are. And so I look at that and I'm like, that's not a sparrow. But if God cares about every sparrow, then He probably cares about every bird. Mm-hmm but not one sparrow is meaningless to him now he says he says it but now he goes even deeper deeper than the one sparrow and this is amazing to me and I, we camp out here just a little bit uh, or it's a it's a big deal to me so when he talks about and not one of them is forgotten before God that's that is amazing to me because he just said fear God but God cares about every sparrow. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, check out the next verse. He says, why even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Now, what does y'all's translation say?
2: But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered.
1: That's exactly what says. Okay. So it's not that it says, hey, God knows when each hair is going to fall out. Okay, we get that. We've mm-hmm. all heard that. They're numbered. Are you kidding me?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, William made the comment. <laughs> God loves him because he didn't have to count very high.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> He's slick as a cue ball. But, you know, and we, and we make jokes about that. But I, I look at the hairs on my head. I kid around when I go get my hair cut. I tell him, hey, be cautious with those seven in the front. <laughs> you know, those seven <laughs> up there in the front. And it's funny because they'll, uh, I regress here, but I'll get my hair cut, and they'll wet it, and they'll lay it down, and there's literally, like, you can count them. No, and man. there's and they're so careful, and I'm like, dude. <laughs> just take it off. Just, <laughs> just take it off. Who cares? But the the hairs on our head are numbered. He knows that much. Mm-hmm. He knows that, not just every sparrow, but he knows about all the hairs on our head. And then he says, fear not. You are more valued than many sparrows. Well, thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I have a value of more than many sparrows. I'm glad that I do. But what Jesus is trying to say is, listen, I'm going to tell you, you need to focus on hypocrisy. There's going to be death around you. Okay, you need to focus on hypocrisy. You don't need to be quiet. The, the, the message that I've given to you needs to be shout from the rooftops. Okay, you don't need to worry about those people that can kill you, because after that, that's all they can do. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find out that after that, well, that's when the fun really starts. Yeah. After that. <laughs> yeah. Because then I'm immortal. Mm-hmm. And we could study that in the book of Revelation, but um, after that, I'm immortal. And and actually, actually check this out. I'm actually immortal now until God calls me home. Yeah. There is nothing on this planet that has authority over me other than that which is given to it by my Father in Heaven. Nothing. There's nothing. There's no sickness, no bullet, no car, no train. Nothing has authority over me other than that which is given to it by my Father in Heaven. And so he cares deeply about us but he is the one whom to fear and really it's our own choice that we need to fear because mm-hmm. we're the one responsible for that. But then the assurance is that, listen he cares about every sparrow the hairs on your head are numbered and then the other assurance is remember there's three assurances here. There's three fears, there's three assurances. And fear not you are more valuable than many sparrows. So God is thinking of us passionately and intimately. And He wants to be with us passion- passionately and intimately. And oftentimes, what separates us is hypocrisy. What separates us is what keeps us from living out the character of Christ to the world. And it makes it where an unbelieving world has more of a reason not to believe because of maybe how I'm living and walking every day. You know, maybe if I didn't walk as if I was so self-righteous where my outside is clean, but my inside is dirty. You know, Jesus just talked to him about Mm -hmm. that, about the dishes. Okay, maybe if I was more real and genuinely cared about people that maybe I could share what's really important to me with them, you know. Okay, y'all got anything else? (laughs) (laughs) How much time we got? We have, five, we have yeah, five, minutes. five minutes. I don't, I don't know. know if anybody has any no, comments. I mean, and, we
2: kind of got through it pretty quick. I thought we uh, had a good lump sum. Um, so really,
0: you have nothing to fear you at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: yeah. Get your right. mic over We like oh. to hear what you're yeah, saying. sound like you're in the back of the oh, room. Oh, sorry. Holy so, so I much. mean,
0: really, we have nothing to fear at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. He keeps account of everything. I wanted to go back to uh, uh, chapter 11, uh, 51, from the blood of Abel into the blood of Zechariah, from A to Z. Ooh. The way I see that, from A to Z, he uh, keeps I, an account.
1: Why didn't I ever pick that up?
2: I don't know. I've, maybe you knew. That's a, I don't know. I've Who's never, even, I've <laughs> never even picked that. I love those little but things I'd, like I'd, that. I picked that up today. I, I, we read through it multiple from times, and A to Z, and then for, yeah, from. But he keeps an account of everything, no matter what, how good, from you know hairs on our head or whatever, to all the injustice of mankind. Because the way I saw, well, just going back from Abel to Zachariah. They they killed all these, you know. Yes. Now Jesus is here, and they're trying to kill him, too. So, like, right, right. It's just, it's every... And I mean, of course, they did kill him, and he mm-hmm. rose and whatever mm-hmm. else. Um, I did want to talk about some of the timeline on, on where chapter 12 is. Yep. Basically, this right here, we're, I think it's months. I, I forgot how far out. It's like two months, three months, um, until the actual crucifixion happens. Okay. Which seems pretty short time. Because you're thinking we when we're reading through this, it's just like next day, next day, next day, mm-hmm. next day, and it's not. It's mm-hmm. months from now or weeks from now or whatever right. the case is. So going through this like that and then looking at the timelines, it really blows it up. And then like I said, even when we talk about the innumerable multitude of people, you just you think it's just Jesus and twelve people the whole time and
1: or or maybe there's a hundred people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you or know. like the small village or something like that. But yeah. like I said, when I looked into that word and it said ten thousand or like, right. you would never picture that.
1: It, it would be really easy to look at this and go, okay, there's 20 people. Mm-hmm. Like, the amount of listeners that listen to our show. About 20, if, about, if 20. <laughs> about, 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 about 20 people around there. But now it's like, and you know, mine says, when so many thousands. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my gosh, so many thousands. You know, and, and when you look at that, to put it into perspective, um, the the football stadium here in Burleson holds 5,000.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if in fact it was tens of thousands, oh my lord!
2: It'd have to be double that I'd have to go out in the parking lot of BHS out there to get it to work.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah that 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 is a that is a huge crowd. And I like that you brought up the timelines mm-hmm. because as you start looking at things symbolically and literally as we read them. Mm-hmm. Those are like two dimensions, but then you throw a timeline in there, it makes things like three-dimensional. Yeah. That's, it's almost like I, you can mentally walk around it.
2: Each each one of my chapters, and sometimes above the little, I guess, titles of the story and stuff, it's like right now it says Chapter 12, AD 33. And mm-hmm. so that shows, oh, wow, we're getting close to oh yeah the big, the big bang here, basically. Um, but, yeah, I really don't have much else. We kind of went through. What I had on the timeline part is, uh, previously in chapter eleven, we saw a public confrontation. Jesus is going to take all of the previous events, languages, and conversations.
1: Oh, time! Somebody's already <laughs> Yeah, but uh, sorry, that was my intro music.
2: <laughs> but uh, he's going to spend these last week or months training the twelve, getting into the hypocrisy stuff. And I think one thing we kind of skipped over going into where are we at four when we're talking four is as I say unto you, my friends. It's actually capitalized for me. Oh. So I don't know if yours is capitalized or not, but it says, I say unto you, my friends. So I feel like when it's going on, this kind of puts a little intimacy between him and the disciples. Um, Like, they're probably seeing all this stuff, and they're horrified, you know? Like, all these people getting trampled, and if it's thousands, tens of thousands, whatever else, and he turns to them, Mm -hmm. my friends. And then they're like, oh, uh, that may be something to...
1: Yeah, to be be called a friend... By, By Jesus. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Especially at that time, everybody
2: yeah. probably hated him besides the handful of people who did believe in him. Sort of right, thing, right, so.
1: right. That, that is important. It'd be, you don't know, have Jesus say, oh, no, no, this is my friend. And, you know, we're going to go down into eight this next week. And it is, uh, it's really good because we're going to go to eight and we might go all the way through the, the wealthy. Um, the rich, Man, yeah, the, the rich fool. <laughs> yeah, the rich fool. Yeah. So we'll probably do eight down through the rich fool, which there is a lot. Well, I always say this. I feel like I'm broken. There's a lot there. There's a lot. There, there is,
2: depending on what we can dig up ourselves sort of thing, or I guess what the Holy Spirit would let us dig up. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, now we know who to fear. Mm-hmm. We know what not to fear. And, and we can go, oh, that's Jason's opinion. Well, you know, that's my faith. Mm -hmm. I put my faith in the fact that this is right, and so we know who not to fear, we know who to fear, and we know why to fear him, but we fear him in reverence, and actually, if I'm going to be cast in hell, God gives me that choice.
0: Mm.
1: We get to choose. Now, he loves us first. Trust me, he loves us first. We don't first love, He, I love him because he first loved me.
2: He loved us before we were even conceived.
1: Yes, so it is, it is our choice to accept Christ as our Savior. And I encourage whoever's out there, if you have not accepted Christ as your Savior, then please just ask him right now to come into your heart. Ask him to be Lord and Savior of your life. And uh, hang on for the ride. That's what we're doing right now. We'll see you next week.
0: From Burleson to Venus and Grandview to Godley, this is the voice of Johnson County. JoCo Community
1: Radio.